1: Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.
0: Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It is John Chakry Show live on this Tuesday evening with you as Braves continue their series in Oakland. Obviously, the big story, the return of Mike Soroka last night. Let's uh, get our buddies' thoughts on this. Chris Willis, he is the managing editor for uh, BatteryPower.com an SB Nation website covering the Atlanta Braves. You can check him out on his personal Twitter page, at Chris underscore Willis. Chris, always, buddy, appreciate it, man. Thanks for a few minutes. And uh, look, I thought Soroka pitched really well last night. He had the one bad inning in the fifth. But otherwise, I thought it was a pretty good outing all the way around.
1: Yeah, I agree. I don't think how you could have really expected much more from that. And I mean, honestly, I think he was at 80, 83, 86 pitches, something like that. I mean, he probably could have gone another inning. Um, you know, so, I mean, if you'd have told me we're, they were going to get six innings out of him in his first start back, you know, I would have I would have been really happy with that. So,
0: is really the goal, I mean, look, I, I know that the idea would be, okay, he pitches really well and this and that and the other, but isn't really the goal at this point just maybe stabilize that fourth spot in the rotation so that you can start to get away from bullpen games or trotting guys up every other day? I mean, it seems like, I mean, really, if he can just stabilize the rotation on a regular number of starts, isn't that even just kind of – I mean, I know it's not really a high goal or high threshold, but to me, if he just did that, that would be something that would be really beneficial to the Braves.
1: Yeah, I think – and I think that's the goal, honestly. You know, if he you, – you can pencil him in for five or six innings every – you know every uh, 5 days you know that's a that's a huge boost not only for the rotation but the bullpen and and everything else and uh, you know i mean you'd love it'd be gr- what great a uh, story it would be if you know he could show that 2019 form again but you know i think coming coming from where he's come from you know just giving them five or six competitive innings uh, you know every start would be would just be a huge boost
0: Chris Willis covering the Braves for batterypower.com joining me here on the wait for hotline, you know Matt Olson has really found his long ball stroke, and um, you know obviously, look, they're they're winning a whole bunch of games, but boy, I still I know it's I know it's modern day 2023 baseball, but boy, wouldn't you like to see him in the middle of that order? I mean, just in a in a real more traditional run producing spot, because man, he's really found his long ball stroke. He's found his extra base hit stroke. It just seems like, man, if we just got him in that right spot where he could have two or three guys on instead of maybe just Ronnie, I mean, he he's really off to a monster start so far.
1: Yeah, I thought, you know, when they were struggling a, few, a week or so ago, I thought we might see the, uh, you know, some lineup tweaks. And I guess they did drop Riley out of the third spot for a little bit. But, you know, Snets pretty much snuck, stuck with um, Olsen there in that two-hole. And I, I guess it's the, you know, he, he ain't afraid to take a walk. I know he struck out a good bit this time. Uh, but I'm guessing that's what the thinking is there. Uh, you've got two high on-base percentage guys in Acuna and Olson, and uh, you know, and and hopefully they can set the table for uh, Riley and Sean Murphy and the others. But you know, it is interesting to think about. I mean, especially now that he seems like he's he's turning kind of turning the corner after that little lull. Um, but you know, I mean, I think if they keep winning, I don't know that Snickers gonna gonna mess with things too much.
0: So Chris is. Marcelo zoning in the running for player of the month in May.
1: I mean, he, you know, I, without looking at the whole list, I mean, you've got to, you've got to kind of think that, uh, you know, that's he's probably right there. I mean, he's put up a monster month and I think it's even more impressive when you just consider how bad he was in April. I mean, I don't think anybody could have seen this coming. I mean, it would have been hard to be much worse, but you know, he's not only been good. I mean, he's been an impact bat and, uh, um, you know, I mean, it's it's funny because when everybody was hurt and getting ready to come off the injured list, you know, I thought he might be a week or so away from losing his roster spot. You know, and now he looks like, uh, you know, a big piece of this lineup going forward again.
0: Well, Chris, we saw the uh, move here just a little bit ago where the Braves selected the contract of A.J. Smith, <clears throat> excuse me, A.J. Smith, so, uh, Sarver, Charver, Charver, if I can speak correctly, um, and brought him up. What do you think that his role is going to be? Is he going to get a start up here? I know he's bounced between Rome and obviously just got called up to Gwinnett, and now he's up here at the big club. What do you think this move means for the Braves?
1: I think short-term it might just be he, he might just come out of the bullpen, but, I mean, he gives them another, you know, it's another option. You know, if Jared Schuster struggles, you know, and and he looks ready, you know, he may get a, a start here or there. and could even slot into the rotation. I mean, it's a little unclear because uh, I don't, I mean, we thought he would be a possibility at some point um, this summer, the way they had pushed him through the minor league system. It was a little surprising to see him come up to date. So I'm not real sure exactly what their role will be, you know, but I wouldn't be surprised to see him out of the bullpen early, but you know, I mean, now that he's here, I mean, he could help him in a, in a couple of different ways.
0: Chris Willis covering the Braves <clears throat> at battery Joining me here on the wait hotline. You know the all of the results <clears throat> excuse me all of the results have not been there yet for Michael Harris, but when you look at some of the underlying things, he's striking out less, he's averaging more walks in his plate appearances um, when he does get on base, he's stealing pretty regularly. I mean, you know, for the number of singles that that he's had this year, he's stealing bases at a pretty good clip based upon that there's a lot of good and obviously he's a plus war defender. I mean, so that's, that's without saying, but he has done some good things. And I, and I do think that there are some subtle changes that we're seeing in the approach that Michael Harris has this year.
1: Yeah, I think he, you know, he's, he's shown some progress in, in recent, uh, recent games. Um, you know, I think with him, I mean, he came up last year and he never really struggled, you know, I mean, he didn't never he never really had a prolonged stretch of this. So, you know, as a young player, it's just something that you have to go through and you have to you have to kind of, uh, you know, figure out how to manage that. And, uh, you know, and then the injury stuff didn't help him any either, you know, because I thought he was just kind of starting to hit his stride and then, you know, he goes down for three weeks. And I think he's just been trying to catch up ever since. But, you know, you are starting to see some good things. And, uh, you know, it just illustrates how dangerous this lineup will be if they ever get, you know, if they get everybody just kind of clicking on all cylinders.
0: So, you think if, you know, they have the three guys with Elder, Strider, and Morton that are fixtures in the rotation, if Soroka can ideally slide into another spot, eventually you are going to get, I believe, Max Fried and Kyle Wright back. You know, has the need kind of diminished for the idea of desperation to go out and get a starting pitcher or what have you? It it does feel like, I don't know, that the Braves have weathered the storm or turned the corner or something – you know, as far as what their starting rotation is.
1: Yeah, I mean, given you know, given how how things have gone, um, you know, I, I feel like the rotation's pretty much done the job. I mean, they've they've uh, they've held the ship together while Fre- Freed and Wright was out. Uh, it does make you wonder now. I mean, I think the priority, you know, if it was today, if the trade deadline was today, I think it's the bullpen. Honestly, I think they could use a one or two arms down there, depending on what they do with uh, Smith Shaver and how he performs. But uh, uh, it is surprising, and I guess it is a testament to their depth because, you know, they don't even have Ian Anderson, and he was somebody, you know, that they was penciled in as, as far as that depth goes, too. So, you know, just, just a really strong performance by that group of uh, players.
0: You know, Chris, when you look at the schedule, I mean, take the Mets series aside but obviously they should make some hay here <laughs> against Oakland. You know, Arizona's been pretty good, but, you know, they are sort of what they are. <clears throat> Excuse me. But then Washington, Detroit, like, you know, Colorado. Like, there, this is one of those stretches where it feels like, okay, the Braves could really get on a run here and and really maybe start to put some distance between them and some of these other teams in the division. It seems like – that this is a pretty good stretch of schedule that the Braves are going to be embarking on as they get into June,
1: especially when you consider the gauntlet that they've kind of run, you know, throughout May. I mean, all those AL East teams, uh, the Dodgers, you know they uh, they've played they played a ton of good teams in a row, uh, and you know, with the, all the pitching issues that they've had, you know, it's kind of it's kind of remarkable that they've they're where they're at. But I agree. I mean, June June schedule lightens up. It's a it's a real opportunity. Uh, you know if they can start if they can start clicking and and find just a little bit more consistency it feels like they could really put a lot of pressure on the rest of the division
0: what do you think is the most concerning thing about the bullpen right now is it just you know Minter's had his struggles at times I mean Iglesias has been pretty good he's had a bump in the road here or there but what do you think the biggest struggles are with this bullpen as of right now
1: I mean, I think it's just the depth of the bullpen. I mean, you feel pretty good when you see Iglesias come in, but you know everybody else. I mean, for you know even guys like Colin McHugh, and um, uh, you know, and others have have had ups and downs. You know, it's just not there's just not been that much consistency down there. And you know, I mean, it's just kind of like last night's game. You know, you come in with a two run a two run deficit. You know, if you could hold things right there, but then they let the game get away from them. So. You know, I, I feel pretty good about Iglesias, and I feel pretty good that Minter's gonna figure his uh, figure things out as well. But you know, it's just the overall lack of depth in that in that bullpen up, down the line.
0: When you look at left field, um, you know, my buddy Grant McCauley described <laughs> it earlier in the year as just kind of a work in progress. Has Rosario sort of separated himself from from the rest of the guys? Whether it's you know Hilliard or what have you. I mean, obviously Ozuna's not gonna play left field, despite what we've heard over the last couple of years. Um, Has he really kind of just separated himself at this point? He made the great catch last night, and I don't know, it just feels like that maybe he's becoming more entrenched in that spot now.
1: Yeah, I mean, they've given him a long run out there. Um, I feel like there's a little bit of a gap as far as uh, between him and Hilliard. I do wonder a little bit, like when Travis – they've been really careful with Travis Darnot you know, since coming off concussion, I do wonder, you know, if we could see Ozuna back out there, if he continues to hit, you know, and, and, and in an order, in, a, in order to get Darneau a bat back in the lineup a little bit, that's just something, you know, that's just my speculation on my part. But, um, you know, I, I wish, you know, Rosario's played better, uh, but he's still, I think he's still producing at a below uh, league average rate. Uh, you know they've given him a lot of rope so you know at this point I mean I do think he's separated himself on how tight of a grip he has on that position do you think
0: that they could make a move as we head into the summertime that as they get closer and closer to the deadline maybe there's another outfielder that's added it does seem like that they've over the last few years have liked you know adding their outfield pieces and pop those guys in and even if it's a platoon situation seems like that they are always trying to figure out a way to upgrade in their outfield
1: yeah i mean if you look at the lineup um you know i think that's the logical place i mean there's really no other you know really no other holes uh you know to fill in so it does feel like if, if they make a move it would likely be for uh, for an outfield uh outfield bat
0: last question for you chris um, you know, we saw the head to head series against the Dodgers in Philadelphia, and I thought that was a pretty good series. I thought, I thought those were, were hard fart games, and, you know, again, the Braves maybe didn't come out on the, the better end of the Dodgers. But where do you think? I mean, are the Braves the best team in the National League, or are they still kind of playing a little bit behind the
1: Dodgers? I think it's I think it's pretty much the Braves and the Dodgers at this point. I mean, you know, we know things can change, but uh, <clears throat> you know, just given the amount of injuries that Atlanta's dealt with, and and the schedule's not been a cakewalk by any situ- uh, by any uh, any means either. So, you know, when you look at when you look at the big picture of everything and how they've been able to stay ten games above five hundred and maintain a lead in the division without Max Fried, without Kyle Wright, you know, without uh, Travis Darno, without Michael Harris for a long stretch, you know, I just think it's impressive. I just think the depth of this roster has, has shown through. And once they get clicking on all cylinders, you know, I think I think they're going to be really hard to handle for any any of these National League teams.
0: Managing editor for BatteryPower.com covering the Atlanta Braves, Chris Willis, joined me here on the com hotline. At Chris underscore Willis on his personal Twitter page. Chris, is always, buddy, appreciate it, man. Thanks for a few minutes uh, tonight, and we'll chat again here soon.
1: Thank you. Uh, it's always fun. I appreciate it.
0: You got it, John Truckery. We'll be back. Sports radio 910 9, the game, Odyssey.com app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans
1: spend 4.4 hours with audio
0: every day. Oh, and you want the proof?